Welcome to Technology Tangents. We get leaders together to discuss the important tech of today and the implications for tomorrow. Our discussions are fun, lighthearted, and frankly opinionated, but hopefully it gives you a sense of what matters, what to pay attention to, and what to ignore. Welcome to our Happy Friday podcast, Jason. Hey, Vincent. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excellent. Look, I want to talk to you today about something that I'm getting asked a lot from some of our clients. And frankly, a lot of our clients are struggling with and not yet asking me, but they should be. And that is AI and specifically org design. Sounds great. Fun topic. No doubt. Everybody, as we've been talking about for... I guess all year effectively because the last 10 podcasts in a row (laughs) AI AI and AI it is everywhere it is transformational and it's having a big impact what I really want to get to is organizations today are starting to get to a point where they want to go do something they they may know what they may not know what but they want to do something at this point and that message is becoming loud and clear within organizations themselves the question is who is supposed to do what and really i think the core of the challenge here is that it's an it's a foundational capability that will be as we've said before integrated across the entire organization in its full state, if you will. The North Star will be that it's in customer service and it's in marketing and it's in operations and supply chain and pricing. It's everywhere. That leads to the next problem, which is then who is supposed to make progress here? How do you organize your company so that you're really getting best of breed without having everybody trying to recreate the wheel from the ground up? In the early days in particular of these solutions, a lot of it will be foundational, meaning you're going to have to get your data in the right way. You're going to have to get it squared away and give access to the people who need it. If you do that well, you only have to do it one time. Marketing does not need to do that independent of your finance team, independent of your customer sales team. You need it done one single time, all of them can then use. And, and by the way, that actually is really important because what we're seeing is historically, marketing might go do their own thing, finance might do their own thing, product teams will do their own thing. And that was okay. I, I wouldn't argue it was good, but it was okay because each of those teams had data that was relatively unique to their operational function. Today, what is people want to get personalized with marketing is an easy example to think through. But in order to do that well, you need to understand what has this person bought from me in the past? What does my current fulfillment look like? What do I have in stock versus not have in stock so that I can give them the right offer at the right time? That's something that requires you understanding what their previous purchase behavior, if it's, let's choose something even a little more complicated, like a car. I think we've used this analogy before. If I go to a car dealership, I want to understand at that moment as a dealer, what kind of car does this person have? What's their maintenance routine? How do they drive that car? Do they use the back seats for their kids all the time or do they not even have kids? Those things would be really interesting, but certainly live with a different group. It's your maintenance group, your finance group, your telemetry group. That's really interesting. And so if, again, back to my point, if you can have one team then centrally think about how do you build out the foundational capabilities most importantly to start with would be the data and then the infrastructure. We've talked about machine learning operations before, ML ops as we call it, and build that system at one time and then give access to everybody. It'll look a lot better. And so my short answer is, cutting to the chase then, my short answer is it should live centrally. Yeah, it's an interesting thought because especially the data, there are a lot of impacts, but I would I would tend to think a little differently about it. Think about any technology that we have today. Databases, SQL databases, or cloud, or mobile, right? There's no central database group. There's no, some small companies might have one. But in general, there's not a central organization reporting to the CEO 
which is whose sole purpose is to figure out how do we use databases or how do we use cloud? Like those functions get distributed throughout the organization, right? They vendor management figures out or how to license databases and these different groups figure out how to use them. And you think about it being a foundational technology, it's going to have to get more distributed. Now, I will agree short term, there's probably needs to be some center of excellence or working group that like figures out, okay, what are the rules that we're going to have vendor management abide by? What are the rules are each individual group going to be able to do and not do without approval? And so that's a way to get it disseminated out into the organization as part of the daily working rhythms. I don't think that long term it can live centralized. Now, the data is the interesting point. There does need to probably be a centralized data function, right? But I don't know if that necessarily extends to a long term outside of the initial get it into the org, a centralized AI function. We had me in the short term, it has to be centralized. Let's stop there and ignore everything else you did after <laughs> no. that. <laughs> no, I think actually what you said at the very end actually worries me the most. It's maybe a bit of a PTSD in some sense where there needs to be some central team that controls the governance of data and I almost crawl out of my skin. Like this old school master data management governance body, I think was a was a terrible solution to a problem. Wait, it you're the one really that said that needed to be centralized. Right? Centralized <laughs> with a with I, I get what you're saying. It can be centralized and still take more modern approach to data governance, not the old school. Try to map out every field and every database and nobody yeah. can change a database. With, right. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about the idea that, which I think is what you were saying, which we need to have a group that's responsible for making good data sets available across the org. We need a single person to think about how do we collect and unify that data. And then ultimately granted access with the appropriate context to everybody else in the organization to then leverage. I think that has to be done centrally because by definition, if you have lots of people doing that, it won't be unified. Many strategies is not a strategy. <laughs> That's right. So in that way, I agree. The question then becomes, how do you do that practically in the world where everybody's collecting data, changing data, and modifying it for good purpose? Which is to say, perhaps I send up a new website and that fundamentally shifts the way that I'm collecting user behavioral data on my website and everybody downstream will, of course, be impacted. That has to be controlled in a modern way to the point. It can't be, oh, let me go to a board and have everybody like sign off and everybody can put their two cents in and tell me why it's a terrible idea and so on and so forth. Like That doesn't work because nobody will invest that amount of time to get something done when they just have to get it done. However, getting to a place where that is centrally residing is the important part, strategically, thoughtfully, I agree. I think that the tougher question then becomes, where does that live? Who actually does that? Is that the job of the new chief data officer? Is that their job to strategically think about this? Or is it more IT and CIO's responsibility? And maybe we've had this conversation before, where does the CDO even report to? Is it to the CIO? Meaning there are foundational technologies that enable this that will change the landscape and potentially the architecture of the sort of system within an organization, the corporate IT infrastructure. And so therefore it feels more like it should belong there. Or lastly, we've already had CMOs having their own shadow IT, if you want to call it that, their own sort of IT organizations to enable their specific use cases. Other parts of the business have also done this. Is that where it lives? Because that's the closest to the end user. We started talking about where does AI live? We are hitting more on the data, which is a key piece of it. 
But I, I will say I've come around to your way of thinking on this. Or the, I think the last time we talked about this, I don't know, six months ago, I was, I think, pretty adamant that it needed to live with the CIO. And you were adamant that there was a chief data officer role that needed to be. And so I, I have been... Brainwashed? I have yeah, beaten into <laughs> submission. No. I think what's happened is we've seen with a few customers is not having that chief data officer role has and, and letting it fall within the you know chief digital officer, marketing officer, CIO has been somewhat of a, a problem because they all have their own lens that they look at it. Those The other roles have their own lens. They're not looking at it purely from a data lens. They're looking at it from a marketing lens and they're not looking at it from a data lens. They're looking at it from a technology lens and so forth. And so... I have come around to think that there does need to be chief data officer who is responsible for that strategy of how we manage and and use data across the org. Now, I do think a significant piece of that, right, will be executed by maybe some in those other orgs. So the use of that data, for example, and the analytics and all that may be within the marketing org, the users of that maybe the actual people that build the infrastructure of the database instance or the S3 instance or instances that may live in technology. And so there may be some groups within the organization, which are essentially the CDO is the customer of, yeah. think of it that way. And I tend to see that coming around. I, I do think that person needs to own that going forward. And I think the AI thing, again, maybe that person can start, I don't know, maybe it does belong there. I, I tend to think that's going to be a little bit more execution oriented, right? Like any other tool. And it's, so it's going to end up filtering out into just like IT and, and usage of it in marketing and, and that kind of stuff. But there may be some aspects of it, the modeling that live within the CDO. But I do think that ends up, the AI piece ends up getting more distributed over time. Yeah, I think that's good. And I agree with that. I would say the other part that would naturally live with the CDO from my perspective would be the correct usage and the guidelines around what do we do with our data? What do we do with the AI models? For example, one of the questions that a lot of companies are not facing and led to some very quick, almost knee-jerk reactions of banning all generative AI type models was, hey, we don't want our data, we don't want our IP to get out there. I think that the CDO would probably be the most natural person, best positioned to understand how do we leverage these AI models in what capacity, what are the right guardrails around it, et cetera. Are, are you thinking more from like ethical issues or? Ethical and privacy. So yeah. meaning like, how do you not end up with the, I don't want to name a company name because they didn't do great here, but there was a company where basically they shared a huge amount of their customer data with one of the large models and it's not optimal. So how do you think through, if we're going to use a large language model, like a chat GPT or, or a BARD or whatever, how do we do that in a way that is both effective, but also minimizes our respective risk? That team should, those data teams should, I, somewhat of an assumption that they had people that were focused on data privacy and, and well, I guess the that point kind of thing. That, I, does it live within the CDO or does it live within the business? And I, I'm making the argument it should live within that centralized CDO role. Oh, the, the security privacy? The correct usage of data. I'll call okay. it that. It might be different than security and privacy, although related. In, in other words, it's a subset of this. Well, security and privacy, I would definitely agree, lives within that. Correct usage, I guess it means, depends on what you mean by correct. Right? Is it well, like that's how whole- to correctly use it or, or what we can and can't use it for versus we use the data to determine we should do this campaign versus that campaign? That's still a marketing. Sure. Yeah, fair. It's definitely more about is this an appropriate use versus should the business prioritize this use? I bring up the data to begin with. That's where we started with this. That was intentional because to me, as I love to say, if you look back at Kaggle over the history of Kaggle, the same two models have always won. 
like every time it's been the same tumor. Now there might be a third model that now wins consistently, although it's really technically a subset of the neural nets that have always won. The thing that differentiated winners from losers was how do you assemble them in intelligent ways and then what data can you bring to bear? And there's some really great examples that were people <laughs> finding alternative data sources that basically solved the problem for them and cheated effectively. But that is what it comes down to. It's like, how do you assemble models together correctly in, in a sort of a savvy way? And how do you bring unique novel data to bear on the problem at hand? That being said, you still do have to have the infrastructure to build the models, to your point. And I guess the second part of the question then is, where does that live from your perspective? Is that an IT thing? Is that the business thing? I think you were starting to get there, but I want to pull that out a bit more clearly. Uh, I think that my thought there is that always tends to be a technology thing because ultimately someone has to run it on day two. And that's what, when the business tends to go and, oh, we'll just we'll throw this up and everything is point and click. Yeah, great, except that then it has to be upgraded and nobody's responsible for that. And so there do need to be product teams that own these platforms that, that are used for that. Just within IT, there are different product teams and those product teams work with a business unit, right? There's a product team in IT that works with the supply chain group and builds supply chain solutions. And there's a product team within IT that work with HR and build HR solutions, right? There maybe need to be platform teams within technology that work with all the data teams, the chief data officer teams, and build platforms for what they need. That to me is no different than any other technology that we adopt for any other business group. What you do, if you have nothing today, you go hire a chief data officer. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Step one, hire CDO. Step two, question mark. Step three, make money. No, I'm joking, obviously, but step one, hire this person. That person's primary responsibility initially needs to be strategically and thoughtfully thinking through what data assets do we have? How are they being used in the business today? What are the other use cases that either the businesses have already identified or helping them identify, I think, is also part of that job from my standpoint. The data chief data officer should understand how to use data and AI the best within the organization, bring forth novel ideas to the business who may not understand well how to use these things, and then come up with policies and the infrastructure, even the iteration and implementation of that sort of canonical data model across the organization. I would then also argue that step two then really becomes the foundational technologies that are going to be required to do machine learning across the businesses. My example would be, historically, we had this question of A-B testing. So if you went to a software company, every software company does A-B testing. There's A-B testing on the marketing side. There's A-B testing on the product side. Each product team will have it. Back end, front end, they'll have their own stuff. Done poorly, personal opinion here, done poorly, they end up with a whole suite of tools. They'll use Google and they'll use Adobe and they'll use Optimizely and they'll use, the list goes on and on. Each business will have chosen their own set of tools and they're doing A-B testing across all that. My personal belief is that's not an efficient way to do that. I think the organizations that do A-B testing exceptionally well and at massive scale like Microsoft and Google and, and Facebook, et cetera, they have a central team that built the initial platform that serves all the businesses. Now, to be really clear, the businesses go and continue to iterate on that tool. They will continue to enrich it with new features they need for that tool. And they will decide when to use that tool versus not use that tool. But that initial stand-up of the tooling was done centrally, and you get a lot of benefits from that, from my standpoint. Similar here, I think AI, that foundational setup should be done centrally in one time. And then let all the businesses, to your point, then use that as they see fit. So here's the canonical A-B testing tool, or in this case, this canonical A-B, or excuse me, AI testing 
here's the canonical AI model building tool. And you can go use it, and you should, and they can iterate on it and, and make improvements. But that's that'd be my position on that. Does that make sense to you or no? It does. I just, I don't like the idea of I'm going to stand up the first iteration and then I'm going to give it to someone and they're going to handle it from that point on. My answer is then let them do it the first time. Yeah. Like now, you can still be the, Chief Data can still design it, be the product owner, tell what features it needs, but who flips the bits? Because those people... Are you, who are you saying that owns it? The business or CIO, CT? No, I would say owns. It depends on what you mean by own. But when I say own, mm-hmm. what I mean is like who sets the vision, priorities, okay, and rules around it, right? It's okay. the product owner. Sure. Right? Yes, the chief data officer. Okay. And you're saying maintenance of that. Who writes Terraform scripts and assigns user permissions to that? They probably need a, I guess it could go either way. You could, it's like we have some teams and they work real closely with the other technology teams to build that out and play within the larger ecosystem, technology ecosystem. And they just report to this guy or they report over here. And just like those technology teams support other business units, the, the data officer becomes a business unit essentially. Sure. But who does the actual, to your point, Terraform scripts in your mind? Is it the business or is it some centralized IT team? Uh, I would say it's probably some, I think technology should be fairly distributed. I think If I think about these, the way I see things work well is we have these technology is somewhat horizontal across the various different business groups. And so they have dedicated teams supporting that. But there is some governance and direction and architecture and those type things. And so they're, who do they report to versus who do they serve? Who is their customer, Mm -hmm. right? Is two different answers. And so I think that it, to me, the data becomes another one of these verticals. Yeah. Okay. Instead of now you're saying like it should be a horizontal and they could, they should be across all teams. Maybe that's the way to look at it. And maybe there's some dotted lines there with the the technology org. I actually don't think it matters that much where people report. I think it matters like that. It is clear who's responsible for what. And I I, I do think not everybody, you don't want to have every group setting up their own. Now, eventually it becomes as these things mature and in, and they get more commodity and distributed then that moves maybe out a little bit. Sure. I agree. I agree with all of that. The only thing I didn't question a little bit, though, was the bit around it doesn't really matter where people report. I think it matters insofar as incentives matter always. And it'll come to a head when there are competing priorities. So, for example, if they sit within the business and the business says, I want to go build this feature. Yeah, we need to prioritize getting the data back to everybody else. They keep saying we need to do that. Maybe next quarter. I think that's the only place where it really matters. That you had that problem. Take AI out and put Agreed. any other fun, anything else in there. That's a change management of having the right incentives for the right or for the organization. A strategy. That problem is more of a strategy problem of having the right strategy and the right incentives then for each group to inform that strategy, regardless of whether it's AI data or anything else, in my opinion. No, I agree with you completely. I would say that the easiest way to solve it, though, is to solve it through a reporting structure because you can create one CDO, make them responsible to your point, and you say you're also held accountable to this now. Each of their directs is now responsible for some portion of that and held accountable to that with the ability to truly influence it. If you do it more decentralized, you can still do it to your point. I think you have to be more thoughtful about the incentive structure then of how do you ensure that they're going to go do that and prioritize it over the other work they might prioritize. Kevin, our resident <laughs> business strategy and org strategy MBA 
Chicago booth school expert would ever show up to the podcast, Kevin, who's out, out on a lake today. He's probably not even listening to this podcast. Let's be honest. <laughs> if you can't be bothered to show up, no, I'm kidding. It would be really great to get his opinion on this. It would be good. Yeah, we'll take a note. Oh, no, he's, yeah. No more enjoying the weekend at the lake house right before a, a holiday, holiday weekend. weekend That's right. unacceptable. Yeah, I do. I, so again, I agree with you insofar as you can solve it multiple ways. I'm not saying you must solve it this way, but I would say that for simplicity, speed, I would solve it centrally through reporting structure for now. Now, I have no issue if long-term you end up pushing those people out into the business. I think that could be a good way to go. That being said, it's going to be really hard. As we saw with data science within software a decade ago now, it was new. It was hot. Everybody wanted to do it. Nobody really knew how to do it. That's a lot faster and easier to build one time within one group that has critical mass versus lots of groups. Because you end up with this problem. Like, how do I even know who to hire that's a data scientist? Who's going to interview them? I don't know. Somebody in my business. And maybe one of the businesses gets lucky and has somebody who does a great job and they can hire more great people. None of the rest of the organization benefits from that. They end up getting somebody who does and doesn't really work out. So again, I think if you can solve staffing, this. Yeah, staffing, hiring, that's a good point. Yeah, just in the early days. Now again, I think you will get to a critical mass when you have plenty of people. And by the way, if they're all next to each other early on and they learn from each other and they can grow each other, it becomes really compelling then at some point to push them out into the business because you have a true expert at that centralized function. They can now go live and become an expert in the business too. And you get a really powerful combination. But I think that does require to have a certain critical mass and scale and size, more broadly speaking. I think we've actually come to a agreement probably fast about what the right direction is faster than we have <laughs> ever done. Well, I mean, I, especially for something that we walked in the door, assuming that we were going to disagree on because we've had previous conversations right. ended up in a slightly different place. I do think it's the right way to go. Look, I think that organizations that do this quickly will end up benefiting tremendously. I think it's a bit of a red queen hypothesis here. Like people are going to have to learn and iterate and improve and their competitors are going to get savvy too. I think it's just, you got to get started at this moment. It's just one of those things where you really need to get started. If you're not doing it yet, you got to get started somewhere. I'm not saying you have to go all in. You need to change your whole business and re retool every single human immediately. I think it will take time to adopt overall. But step one of this whole process is you have to get a strategy on paper. That's going to require you to be thoughtful about that from somebody who understands the domain. Two, you need to start standing up the infrastructure. And that's the data infrastructure and the machine learning infrastructure as well. And again, I would argue that's actually better done early days centrally, those first two steps. And so it, I think it's actually quite nice and easy to think about conceptually if you're a CEO. You say, look, there's a whole new capability. It's not all that new, I recognize. But there's a whole new capability that I really need to that I really need to make the center of my business more broadly speaking. The fastest and most compelling way to do that is to stand up a new function with put somebody responsible for that and empower them with the appropriate tooling that is from people and funds to go stand up some of these things. And then hold them accountable to driving business outcomes. This is not just a back office. If you build it, they will come. I do believe that if you build the right thing, they will come, but making sure we're holding people accountable to the right thing. And, and I think it's the easiest done through driving business outcome. Sound right? Yep, I agree. <laughs> okay. You convinced me. All right. How about that? I win one for once. That'll, that'll be the world's <laughs> first and probably the last, honestly. Again, thanks for the time today, Jason. Really appreciate it. For those of you who would like to learn more, please visit the Insights page at Cordero.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again. Bye-bye.